everybody has free will. And that's the key thing is that your highest purpose is whatever you decide it is. And that's why you have these people who are like, okay, well, money can be my highest purpose. That's fine. Then they're living out, even though they feel empty and shallow, they're living out their dream because they've decided because of free will. But there are people who are like, I want to change the world. I want to make an impact. I don't like what's happening. This could be better. Or like right now, I'm just starting with a company and we're going to be helping to improve water quality. And that's an incredible thing and a very important thing in this world. listening to the Move to Millions podcast with Dr. Darnielle J. Harmon. If you're ready for high-level conversations that position and prepare you to move your company, cash flow and connection to and beyond the million dollar mark, let's get this party started. This episode is powered by God Girls Making Millions, a three-day luxurious mastermind experience for women who are making, moving, and preparing to leave millions. If you've been searching for a new room, a room that is going to add value to your journey, then look no further. Go apply today at GodGirlsMakingMillions.com. Now, before we jump into today's interview, which is going to knock your socks off, I need you to do me a favor. If you have not left me a review on this amazing podcast that you come back to, every single week. Can you please do me a favor and do it really quickly today? Here is why. Right now, we're in about 44 countries around the world, and we need to continue to expand our reach so that more people can hear our message. And believe it or not, you taking five minutes or less to write us a review is going to help us. So I'm just going to say thank you in advance and be on the lookout because your review could win you some special time with yours truly. In today's episode, I have a conversation with Eric Lors of Be, Do, Scale. I mean, doesn't his, the name of his company just make you want to jump up and give somebody a high five? Like, seriously, what I loved about this conversation, actually, what I loved about Eric, if I can just make it about him for a second, is his cool, laid-back demeanor. His energy calmed me down. And y'all know I'm like almost always on 10. (laughs) And he immediately just gave me this confident assurance that I could take my time and we could have a powerful conversation. Eric Lures is the founder of Be Do Scale. He up-levels tech, SaaS, and service-based leaders so they can grow fast, attract top talent, and kick ass. That's what his bio says, y'all. He is also a Fortune 500 consultant, NLP master practitioner, peak performance coach, and the creator of the Guru's Selling System, subconscious lead generation, and peerless positioning. Y'all, listen, this conversation was all that. Like my husband says that all the time. It was all that. And I cannot wait for you to get your whole self together because you're going to learn how to be it first so that you can become it. So this episode goes out to every one of my millions-minded dreamers. Like, you've got millions on your mind. You can feel it in your body, but you are not there yet. I believe the missing link is that you are not being it already. You've heard me say before, you have to see it, to see it, to get to experience it. Well, you have got to be it to become it. Grab your pen, grab your paper, and keep your tissues close by because you might need them. And let's jump into my conversation with Eric Lors. Eric, I'm so excited to welcome you to the Move to Millions podcast. How are you today? I'm wonderful. Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so excited about this conversation. 
I still just remember when we first met and just sitting and vibing on the energy. There are a lot of things that we agree upon and believe are important in this journey of really going to your next level. But before we get into all of that, just take a quick moment and tell everybody who you are in your own words. Just a scrappy kid from Jackson Heights who made it. (laughs) I had a nickel and a dream. Um, I ultimately, I look at myself as sort of a continuous pathfinder. I'm never really satisfied. As soon as I figure something out, I want to figure something else out. And that's my journey. So, and I think that that's the kind of the purpose of life. And so I really just try to help people do that. My platform per se, where I do my art is in the world of business. But really, I'm just the guy who wants to help people discover their highest purpose, their highest energy. And so bring that into the world of business. They can ultimately bring it through the world and have a better life, more fun. I love all of that. Even the the joke about being the scrappy kid with a nickel in a dream. I have an episode on this podcast, Eric, which I called Ramen Noodles in a Dream. So there was 18 months and I was trying to figure out who I was and what I was doing where I ate ramen noodles and peanut butter and jelly every other day. I was trying to hold on to this dream so I can totally get behind that. I love what you just said, though. You said, I really just want to help people in the realm of business discover their highest purpose and energy. Can we pull on and unpack that a little bit? Why is understanding your highest purpose and then therefore your highest energy? Because I believe that there's a distinction and a difference between the two, but they kind of converge together. Essential to being able to do business in a way that really does serve and support all that you are. Well, okay. It's interesting. I was having a conversation with a colleague this morning, roughly around the same thing. But there's really two ways of going about business. There's the people who start businesses because they say, well, this industry is exploding and I'll be able to start something. And through hiring marketing firms and killer salespeople, yada, 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 I'll jack it up in such value over the next six years and then I'll sell out. I'll make a lot of money. I'll be hollow as a person, but I'll be a billionaire. And that's fine. The world needs that, I guess. Some of the innovations that we have are because of other people. Because of hollow people, right? People of hollow people, yes. Yeah, they they're started they're a business to be able to sell a business. Okay, exactly. awesome. I get that. And then what's um, the second way? But then there's the people who start a business because it is burning inside of them. There's a passion, there's a purpose, there's a mission. Hmm. And so they go forth and what happens is that a lot of times they, in trying to build a business, they listen a lot to the egotistical people and the egotistical way of doing things. And they lose the thread of the passion and the purpose and whatever. And they try to become more commercialized. And they can make some money. They can have some success, but they feel that emptiness inside. And now when you're somebody who's purely money-driven, the emptiness doesn't matter to you. You're like, okay, I'll just buy my way to happiness or whatever. You mm-hmm. know, I'll buy myself another Ferrari. But there are people who are like making money, but I'm just... I'm not happy. And ultimately, they're not going to change the world and really affect the world in a positive way. Because ultimately, it's my desire and my belief that to try and leave the world better than how we found it. And everybody has free will. And that's the key thing is that your highest purpose is whatever you decide it is. And that's why you have these people who are like, okay, well, money can be my highest purpose. That's fine. Then they're living out, even though they feel empty and shallow, they're they're living out their dream because they've decided because of free will. But there are people who are like, I want to change the world. I want to make an impact. I don't like what's happening. This could be better. Or like right now, I'm just starting with a company and we're going to be helping to improve water quality. 
And that's an incredible thing and a very important thing in this world. And so that's the thing is like to be able to find the things that matter to you and to work on as opposed to just for money. And it's really about having a life where you say, I can choose these things through my free will and I can bring what I consider these gifts to the world, whatever they might be. And to have done that through turning a desire into a reality is a very powerful thing for people. And again, you can do it either way, but if you really want to be happy, it's doing the things that bring you happiness as opposed to things that are just for money. Yeah, I love all of that. And so I just want to pull it back just for everybody in case you missed it, or I'm going to say it the Darnell way based on what I just heard Eric say, that when you're starting a business, you really are standing at a proverbial crossroad and you have a decision to make, right? And from the moment you start that business, what I feel like I'm hearing you say, Eric, is that at that moment, you have to exercise your free will and decide, are you doing this for the material gain, the money, Or are you doing this for the mission, right? The mission of the work to actually change the world. And making that decision at the onset of starting a business is the catalyst to open you up to get to the place and point where who you are and what you desire, how you desire to change the world flowers everything you do to move that business forward. Did I hear that correctly? Right. So that day, that moment when you make that decision, your energy will take you in a direction. And every morning though, it's the same thing. You got to get up again, like today, my free will, because every day you could sell out. Mm-hmm. Every day you can change course. Every day you can take the edge. You can go from sharp to dull. I love Kim Kiyosaki, Robert Kiyosaki's wife, who taught us a lesson one time about every day we have to get up and decide that we want to stay married. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing. Like you're married to you. You know, this is a business, even though it's my business, this is a marriage or even a birth. You're giving birth to this thing. Right. You know, going to be a good parent, a bad parent or a negligent parent. And how's my ch- child going to interact with the world? What's my child going to do for the world? And so it's really, you know, every day is what does this mean to me? What do I want to bring to the world it's over and over and over again? And, it also gives you that opportunity to get reinvigorated mm-hmm. and to find a new thread, a new facet that you, of the diamond you didn't see yesterday. And ultimately, you also expand as a person. So every day I work on like levels of beingness, helping people create synchronicity, serendipity, and all this stuff. Yet when you bump up your beingness just a little bit, all of a sudden you're at a higher level and mm-hmm. more opportunities come, but also new perspectives on your business come. And so every day, like, so I love what I do. Every day I get up, I have a new insight into what I do, how I work with people. Another little offhand quip that's, I mean, okay, I'm not going to name names, but there are people taking my offhand quips and turn them into seven-figure business. And I love that. I don't sit here and say, give me money, but it's just like that kind of thing. Like at your business, whatever it might be, get to see another facet of the diamond and another facet of the diamond just gets bigger and bigger. Yeah, I think all of that is really, really good. And I want to make sure I want to pull on a few things that you said a little bit more. I love that highest purpose is what you decide that it is. I feel like sometimes we're so esoteric when it comes to purpose and destiny and all of those things. And that what I love about that, and I think about the Bible right now, I'm thinking about Genesis 1 and 26, where it says, Let us make man in our own image and likeness. Let us give him dominion over the earth and the power to subdue it, right? And so in that moment, we're given this authority to determine what our purpose is. I feel like I hear all the time from people who are struggling to identify their purpose. And I feel like what I'm hearing you say, and I agree 250%, is that 
if you're struggling with your purpose, you're struggling to decide what you want your purpose to be. Like we all come here with the same purpose at the end of the day. We're all here to help people and to further the extension of the planet. Like that's why every single one of us is here. But how each of us walks that out is different. And that's the decision I feel like you're saying that we get the opportunity to make. So we're going to take a quick break and then I want to come back and I want to just kind of pull on that a little bit more because I think that it's going to be really, really powerful for our listeners. Introducing God Girls Making Millions, a safe space for women entrepreneurs to have those high-level conversations that their next level demands over three life-changing days. Finally, the community, conversations, collaborations, celebrations, and connections you've been craving at the must-attend mastermind for women entrepreneurs who are as serious about their faith as they are their income and impact. Applications are now open. Apply today at GodGirlsMakingMillions.com. All right, so welcome back. Now, Eric, just before we went to that first break, we were talking about our highest purpose is whatever we decide it is, right? And then you went on to say, I get to choose what those things are that I'm going to focus on in my purpose. And I get to choose how I'm going to even bring my gifts into the world. And then you said, which I also agree with this 100%, every day you could choose to sell out. So I would love it if you would pull on a little bit more, like how do we get up every single day and sit in the significance of getting to decide to live inside of our purpose. And you talked about levels of being. So I'm interested in hearing what those levels of being are and how they integrate with this daily decision that we get to make. So I think the easiest way is what I do every day is to sort of clear the deck. So that's why I meditate every morning. There's various versions of meditation. And a lot of the work that I do is in different types of meditation with people to achieve different outcomes. But every day, meditating and getting to a point where you get yourself in alignment with your higher self. Because ultimately, your higher self is the full expression and potentiality of yourself. And in a thousand lifetimes, you could never become the fullness of your highest self because your highest self is every option that could potentially ever be you. And it's always expanding. That's we're here. You said to expand life on earth. I'll take it a step further. We're here to expand the entire universe Mm -hmm. and the potentiality to experience it in physical form. And so every day you get up and first you get into that alignment. And then from there, it's kind of like, okay, what am I feeling compelled to today? What aspect of my business am I feeling compelled to? And you feel compelled to that. And like, that's kind of the way that I work. It's like, okay, I have a couple of different things I can work on and I'll just look at them. And one of them will just kind of, for whatever vibe I'm having, it'll pull at me. And that goes to that level of beingness. If we think about the universe, I mean, if we want to go really deep, I believe not just in a single universe, but multiple universes coming off of every single decision and that's how you have multiple dimensions and yada, yada, yada. I'm not going to go down that, that rabbit hole too far. But since we can, we are choosing, what am I going to focus on? Which making a decision and you're splitting. And so you're taking yourself into a new level of beingness. Okay, so now from this level of beingness, what's pulling me? What new ideas do I have? What energy am I at? Because we can make decisions that can take our energy down. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of like that sell out thing. Like we can look at it and say, okay, I'm having this problem and... I'm going to bring in a marketing agency and they're, I'm just going to have them figure it out for me or something. And the marketing agency, 
they might come up with the most cockamamie, stupid things for you to say, right? You're like, mm-hmm. I really vibe with what they're saying, but they're the experts. And so I made this choice and I continued with this choice, even though when they came to me with their proposal, I'm like, I don't feel this. Mm-hmm. And you start moving back towards that standardized commercial model. Somebody else is going to, somebody else is going to, and that's when we're getting pulled from that passion. And so it's kind of that you can either take yourself to that higher level and say, okay, what is my higher self giving me as ideas? For example, one of my clients, rating authority, after I worked with the founder for a couple of weeks, we created a 300% increase in a single quarter. And it wasn't me sitting there espousing ideas to him. I took him through processes. I have a, a methodology called field work, is what I spell it, F-E-E-L-D work, where I take people out into the field, the quantum field, through their feelings. Mm-hmm. And out there, tapping into the feelings that you want to have and the kind of reverse engineering from there, it kind of brings the reality back. And so all of a sudden, I took him out there and he had his epiphanies and he had his feelings. I helped him reverse engineer so that feelings became sort of outlines, outlines became sort of thoughts and ideas. It took more and more and more form. He bumped up, he moved into a new level of beingness. Mm-hmm that he didn't have before. And then that translate energetically, that translated into 300% more growth company. It's the same thing. Okay, hold on. I got to stop you. Because <laughs> somebody's <laughs> listening to this and they're like, I'm sorry, did he just say that just by getting into my feelings, I could increase my results by 300%? So let's unpack that a little bit more. Like, I mean, I get it, but I want to make sure that the people who are listening that may not, understand the significance of meditation and getting into alignment who may not even be able to conceptualize their highest and fullest potential. So that makes it hard for them to begin to get into alignment with that. So can we unpack that a little bit more about what it would look like to be able to be in a space that produces that kind of a result? Sure, sure. And I apologize. I'm no, not don't even- apologize. I think it's great. But I just know somebody's listening is like, I'm sorry, what now? What did he just say? <laughs> How do I do that? And can I do it fast? Like... That's exactly why I do what I do. Um, <laughs> I've studied meditation for uh, about 20 years now. And every form of meditation, first it was be mindful and focus on a flame and clear your mind. And you never clear your mind. And then I did mindfulness. And again, eventually I found Abraham Hicks. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, I started understanding the law of attraction. I studied other people's constructs of it. And finally I found Joe Dispenza. Mm-hmm. And Joe started making more sense. And he was saying, okay, get into the field. But my issue with that was Joe's great. His long, shortest meditations are like 45 minutes. <laughs> and he always, at the end, I would do his stuff and I would realize I would get out into what he called the field. Ultimately, I realized it's being more in the brain, not out in the field. And just, he'd say, okay, now have an elevated emotion and a clear intention and picture. And as soon as it was like, picture what you want, the brain got involved. As soon as the brain gets involved, the brain, because the amygdala is right there going, oh, yeah, poison pill. Because you picture the Ferrari, you picture the house, and then how are you going to do it, loser? Right, exactly. And yeah. out of meditation, you come. Right, so I'd be like, almost there. And then, and then I realized, okay, wait a minute. He kept talking about the field, the field, the field. And so I started figuring out how to go into the field without using my brain, mm. but actually feeling and using mm-hmm. awareness and sensory awareness and moving even beyond that. And then from Abraham Hicks, I picked up that feelings drive the universe. The universe doesn't hear what you say. The universe doesn't even pick up on what you picture. The universe picks up on what you feel because that's the strongest and most sustained energy. It picks up on a consistent signal, not the, I want a Ferrari. 
like the one shot little signal you sent out one time picks on every day. Do you feel great? Do you feel sucky? Whatever it is. And it feeds that back to you like a mirror. So I was like, okay. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to go out to the field. So I started learning just how to go out to the field and be in the field. I'm like, all right, now I'm going to start playing around with just having a feeling. Because Joe kind of said that and it made sense. He's like, okay, have an elevated emotion. So I go out to the field and I'm like, because you have like a desire and then ultimately you can break every desire down to a, a feeling. So you go out to the field and you just have that feeling. And all of a sudden, what would happen was I just have the feeling and I just let myself feel the feeling out in the field. I didn't even try to do it in my body, just feeling it out in the field. Mm-hmm. It's a explanation, but, and all of a sudden, it's like different ideas would start coming, different visions would start coming, entirely new outcomes would start coming, vastly different from the outcome I wanted. And I started to realize that the outcomes that we desire now, like if you're, let's say, your levels of beingness are one to 100, I'm just making junk out, but let's just say that. And let's just say you're at level 12 right now of your of your potentiality or your beingness. But you keep espousing things that are like at level 40 of your beingness. Like right, level blah blah blah. I want this. As soon as you go from level 12 where you are to level 13, you change the angle, the perspective, the point of view. And all of a sudden, everything that made sense when you were down here starts to change. And as you go up, 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 you're getting this completely different perspective. And what looked like I want a Ferrari and this kind of house and that kind of thing, all of a sudden it starts to change. Why? Because all of a sudden my energy is changing. My perspective is changing. And, and you have changed. And, and you really have changed. Yeah. What I love about what you're saying is that it sounds weird. Like, let's just call it what it is. If you're not a person who understands the energetic flow, the role that right. energy plays, I love what you said about feelings driving the universe. Like, I wish I could get people to understand that. Like, you don't have, like, I will be talking to a client and they'll be like, I'm going to have a $10,000 day. And I'm like, that's awesome. That's great. How does that feel? Take some time. First, I want you to write it out. Write out this. Tell me the story of how it's going to be. What it's going to look like. What does it smell like? How do you feel? What is the energy you hold when you have achieved this $10,000 day? I want you to act as if it has already happened, right? And they do the exercise. And then now we start to get into the actual day that's going to be the $10,000 day. And there's a disconnect because they have now become something different because they spend time sitting in the energy of that being their reality. And so I love that you're breaking this down. For those of you who are listening, the reason why it was so important for me to have this conversation with Eric for you is because I want you to understand that what it is that you ultimately desire is going to be completely contingent upon you consistently sitting in the significance of being that and being that now, not waiting for it to show up, not waiting for the Ferrari to show up, but being as if you have a Ferrari right now. And because what you do is you first you accelerate the Ferrari, and we're using that as the example in this particular scenario of the arrival of the Ferrari is accelerated by you sitting in the energy of being. But then what you also come to realize is that you don't really want a Ferrari. What you really want is a Bentley. And because you've elevated your consciousness about who you are, you get to the heart of what the desire truly is for you to get to your next level. And that's that whole construct of life is a journey, not a destination. Yeah, that's so important. That's the whole thing is that people think the Ferrari is the destination or the house is the destination. And what you find is that the people who are truly successful and happy, they have these intentions, but like with the Ferrari, by the time the Ferrari shows up, they're kind of like, oh, okay, 
because they're all already- past it. It's like when my husband and I built our home. Oh, everything was about building this home. And then we moved in and it just wasn't this. I mean, and it's a gorgeous, beautiful 7,700 square foot home. But we're on to the 15,000 square foot home now. Like, that's who we're being today, even though we live in this particular place. And I think that it serves people to first understand that this is the way that it works, because then it also opens up an opportunity for you to not get to become detached from the Ferrari or detached from the house and just open to the possibilities of what's coming beyond that initial desire. Because I believe, and you correct me if I'm wrong, from your perspective, Eric, the initial desire isn't the true desire. It's just what you knew based on where you were, right? Like I always talk about the difference between your vision point and your vantage point. When we're stating our desire based on where we sit right now, it's always skewed and it's always in lack. It is only once we've become and are up to that higher level of consciousness, i.e. our vision point, that we can truly see what it is that we truly desire. Well, yeah, it's like it's the old story of the elephant, the blind folded people and the elephant. Mm-hmm. They put one person's hands on the foot of the elephant and the elephant describe the elephant according to the foot. One's holding the tail, one's holding the nose, one's holding, you know, if they have tusks, one's holding an ear, one's touching the side. And you ask them all to describe what an elephant is. And they're all completely different descriptions, but it's the same thing. Absolutely. So that's the whole thing is that when you're at a, a lower level, you're doing your best to describe and this is where I came to understand having studied neurolinguistic programming and everything. Language is limiting by design. In order to specify things, we have to be able to become more and more... Our language literally has to cut things off in order for us to describe things. And when we try to use language in place of feeling, we limit ourselves, which is why I finally came to understand going out into the field with nothing but feeling, and not a lot of feelings. Like, I'm going to take one feeling that I really want to feel, And all of a sudden, letting that be like a clarion note out into the void, like that energy would weigh back. Whereas if you try to go out into the void with, you don't even get past your brain because your brain's already going, you can't do it from where you are, limit, limit, limit. So getting past it, boom, that's the key thing. Because language is limited, but emotions are eternal. Ooh, that's so good. Okay, we're going to take another quick break. And when we come back, again, I just want to continue to explore these levels of being so that we can help our audience really start to sit. I keep saying to sit in the significance because in my mind, the embodiment of is, I don't want to say it's passive, but it's not active. Like you don't have to be moving to do it. It's just the realization of who you are. So let's take another quick break and we'll be back in just a few minutes. You haven't applied for God Girls Making Millions yet? God Girl, what you waiting on? Stop what you're doing right now and go to God Girls Making Millions. Why? Because for the first time ever, I'm doing something that has not been done and wasn't done for me. When I got to the seven-figure mark, I looked around and there were tons of events that were serving people at the six-figure mark and very few that were serving people at seven. I needed a new room, a new room where I could have an up-level conversation, where I could let my hair down and truly step fully and vulnerably into the CEO God has created me to be. And since I couldn't find it, I've created it for you. Join me at God Girls Making Millions. Go submit your application now to be in a room with women on your level, ready also to ascend to their next level. GodGirlsMakingMillions.com. Submit your application today. All right, welcome back. I am here 
with Eric Lures, and we are talking all about how to be it in order to become it. Eric runs an amazing company, Be Do Scale, and his modus operandi, if you will, is to help you to be it first so that the work that you do actually gets you to what it is that you desire. And that's what we've been talking about in this episode. Eric, you have shared so many powerful gems so far. I really want to go back to the levels of being as best as you can define them for people who are listening, for them to get an idea of how do they even get to their next level of being? Can you just share a little bit about what that would look like? Sure. Okay. So right now you're having a life experience that feels a certain way to you. You feel about your work a certain way. You feel about your home a certain way. You feel about the people in your life a certain way. You feel about your potentiality a certain way. And so you're at a certain level of being. So if we look at the purpose of existence is to expand first to come into physical form to experience everything that's potential in physical form so that you can go out dodge, you can go out source, highest energy, great spirit, whatever. It wants to experience itself as much as possible. So we've gotten to a certain level of experience. If you look at it like a orb or whatever, like that's you. You've had this many experiences and boof, you've grown to this big of a size or this small of a size. So your next level of being this is whatever's beyond this, right? So it's like, okay, I'm going to make a decision now. Now, the vast majority of people in the world, unfortunately, because of conditioning, make choices that take them back within their established comfort zone, i.e. their current level of beingness. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the devil I know instead of the devil I don't. And so the old saying goes, they live lives of quiet desperation. They go as far as the world has conditioned them and they allow themselves to go. But if you want to go to that next level of beingness, just by the desire to say, okay, I want to go to my next level of beingness, you're already like in the one percentile of people in the world. Because most people would rather have a beer and another night of ignorance than a day of completely being lost. When we said, sell your uh, cleverness and buy bewilderment. So you want to say, okay, I want to go beyond this. What would that be like? What would be more than me? And again, we come back to free will now. We say, okay, so I'm going to try dancing that I've never done before, or I'm going to take my business in a direction I've never taken it before. Wherever you play it out in your life, usually in, in multiple directions, but it's like, okay, I'm going to experience these new things. And simply by making the choice that you want to experience these new things, okay, you start to force the orb bigger. You're becoming this new version of yourself. Now, you can do that through effort. You can say, okay, I'm going to go to these places and I'm going to do these things. And that's an effort version of expansion versus an energy version of expansion. Mm -hmm. With energy, you could say, all right, there's these feelings I want to feel. And I want to feel them powerfully. Because a lot of times when you say to people, like maybe you've had it too, you know, you'd be talking to a client and say, okay, what would that feel like? Oh, make me feel happy. Okay, so feel happiness. What they're really doing is they're imagining happiness in their head. They're not really feeling it. They're not they're feeling like, oh, it. Yeah, I feel so happy. Like, yeah, I can tell by that smirk. <laughs> you know, like, but okay, I'll buy what you're saying right now. But when you say, okay, I want to feel this, I want to feel happiness. And all of a sudden, it's like you can go out and you say, okay, you start looking for ways to get into a higher level of consciousness through meditation or whatever. Mm-hmm. You send out that signal. Then all of a sudden, it's like, if you do it clear enough or strong enough or whatever, then you have like that little serendipity, like, I want to feel mystery. And you just kind of sit there and you get into that feeling of mystery. You don't even know what the hell it's going to be, right? Just like, you feel mystery. All of a sudden, you feel it. You feel it maybe in the field and eventually in the body. Like, oh, yeah, mystery. 
like surprising mystery out here. Yeah. And then like that night, you're getting done with work or something, and your friend calls you and says, hey, I am, one of your girlfriends calls you and says, you know what? I'm going to try out a belly dancing class. Do you want to come with me? And it's that little tingle of like mystery that mm-hmm. just kind of crosses as you hear it. It's like, and you just follow that inclination, just that very gentle and general inclination. Okay. And you go. And all of a sudden, it's just like this whole new world. Of what is belly dancing? What does it mean? Oh, and there's this history to it. And there's, oh my God, power. And, like, and all of a sudden, it's like you've let the universe guide you. You've taken the path of least resistance mm-hmm. because you're working from the energy as opposed to, well, I'm going to find something athletic to do after work. When you join a volleyball league, because that's what everybody does. Right. You know? <laughs> so it's kind of like these, it's wanting to have new experiences, but then also how do you have these new experiences? Most people don't even want the new experiences. So the more you let your higher self bring these opportunities to you, you send the signal of, I want to feel this. I want to feel this. I want to experience this sensation. And higher self says, okay. And it opens up opportunities. You might get three different things the same night. And it's like, and all of them kind of give you that feeling. Right. Any of them is right. Well, and that's one thing that I was going to say. And I think the most important part of everything that you said is, you first being open to however in this particular scenario, the mystery plays out for you, but not having a construct that it has to happen this way, right? Being able to be in the state of being and leveraging that being to get to your next level, a big part of that is detaching from any and all outcomes, right? Like just knowing that the fact that you've decided that you're ready to go to your next level, which as you stated, automatically puts you into the 1% of people because most people don't even really think that way. And then being detached from how your next level shows up, being completely open to it, allowing it to come into your life experience in whatever way is best for your highest good. And so there's this element of faith that plays in there. Faith in yourself, faith in God, universe source, I always say that the asterisks, I always put the asterisks there because God is the universe. He is the creator of the universe. He is the source of all that is good. He is the facilitator of the Holy Spirit. So no matter how you decide to describe all that energy is, it's all covered in who God is. And so it just opens up or has the possibility, if you're open to it, to open it up. So like just really quickly before we round out this episode, I want to like make it more granular for people, right? Because we are kind of talking out there. Now let's bring it in a little bit more specifically to business, right? And you gave the one example earlier, but as you think about this process of being and being conscious to the fact that there is a higher version of yourself and that you can access that highest version of yourself through various modalities, meditation being one of them, and then opening yourself up to see yourself from your highest potential and then looking back down and figuring out or allowing for the path that brings the two to the same level. If we could just come up with maybe a real example inside of a business, right? So let's say I'll start the scenario and then you help me fill in the gaps. So I'm a business owner and I've been stuck at six figures and I have this desire to get my business to seven figures. And I know and I believe and I have decided that I am worthy at that level, right? Because that's probably a whole nother body of work. It's hard to be it if you don't feel like you're worthy of it. So we're going to make the assumption in this example that I've done my work, my worthiness work. And I know that having a seven figure business, it will serve me. It will serve humanity. 
I'm not just doing it so that I can access the materialism that comes along with having more money. I really want to be the change that I want to see. That is my stance, right? How does me deciding all of this play into the steps I need to take, almost taking us back to the example of your client who went to 300% growth in a month? How does me making this decision show up as results inside of my business? If we can make this really practical for the people. I think that'll be helpful. All right. Well, okay. So in terms of showing up as results, results may vary. Results will vary because they're based on on the person. So it's really about first saying, okay, I'm at whatever, $400,000 and I want to get to a million. So that makes it a very tangible thing. So that keeps it in the realm of effort, of the real world, of material and everything else like that. If we go about it normally, we're setting ourselves up for a lot of work and mm-hmm. a lot of talking to, the, to that consultant or taking that program or hiring these people or blah, 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 blah. But what I always do is I say, okay, you're picturing the, the million dollars and the million dollars is a material placeholder for a feeling or a series of feelings. So let go of the million and say, okay, what would you do with the million dollars? Well, I would do these things. Okay. Okay, so having those things, how's that going to make you feel? What's going to make me feel this? Okay, then let's get down to really to the most simplistic things like I would feel loved or I would feel like impactful. I would feel safe. Okay, and I want to feel that feeling. But I want to feel that feeling in a way that truly, if I'm going for this feeling, I'm not feeling it to the intensity that I want to experience it. Probably not even feeling it, right? I'm thinking at some point I'm going to achieve some kind of materialistic outcome that will allow me to give myself permission to feel this feeling. Right. Push all that aside and go for the feeling. So the way that you do it is you go for that feeling. And again, as I said, when I'm working with clients, I take them out into the field and I have them move beyond out of the brain into the mind, which feels the potentiality of the higher self. And ultimately to source and to kind of right where kind of source and the higher self meet, whatever kind of just say, I'm going to, I'm going to let that feeling be there. And then it kind of slowly brings its way back. But it's really about letting yourself ultimately start to feel it at some level of yourself and letting that kind of seep backwards Mm -hmm. ultimately till you're feeling it within your body. And when you feel it within your body, it's kind of like, it's like hitting the gong. Right. And the feeling it in your body is what allows the practical, tangible things that you would do to actually produce. Because I think you said it earlier. I'm trying to find it in my notes. Oh, yeah. Feelings drive the universe. So if feelings drive the universe, any time that we don't spend feeling at our highest level of what it is that we want to desire, we are delaying the results that we want to show up. And so I just want to say, I'm going to turn it back over to you in just a second, Eric. Like for those of you who are listening that have a desire to make millions of dollars inside of your business, get into the feelings. Detach from the outcome of the number. Eric called it a material placeholder, right? So don't choose a material placeholder for a series of feelings. Instead, allow the feeling of what it will be like to have that life experience to resonate, to ruminate, to completely converge upon all that you are, and then take the next step from that place instead of the place where you're trying to figure out how to get the tangible or the material placeholder. That's the biggest piece of advice that I can give you. Eric, 
I do have a few questions I always like to ask as we round out an interview. But just before that, I want to turn it back over to you if there's anything else that you'd like to share with everyone who has been hanging out with us and just got their whole life changed as a result of this conversation. Okay. Well, is this the final thought or is this the bold-faced pitch? This is the final thought. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. I mean, as a final thought, ultimately, it is my firm belief that it's easier to feel your way to a fortune than it is to work your way to wealth. Mm. Wow. That's good. That's a mic dropper. I'm actually really glad that you stopped there to just let that breathe for a moment because that is so good. Fill your way to a fortune versus working yourself towards wealth. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's so good. Oh, that's so good. We're going to put all of your contact information in the show notes for everybody. But just as we finish out this conversation, I always have my final three questions that I like to ask. The first being, what is your favorite quote? Bruce Lee, using no way as a way, having no limitation as limitation. Awesome. I love that. And then what's the last book you read? I always like to ask a book because our listeners, they like to read and we want them to have an amazing professional library. So what's the last book that you found yourself reading? Well, I'm in the process right now of reading In the Hands of the People, which is from the uh, Monticello Society, the Thomas Jefferson Society, where they're taking, John Meacham wrote it, and he's taking quotes from the letters and speeches that Jefferson gave and talking about liberty, service, being a citizen, all the different things that are important to us as citizens of the United States and ultimately citizens of the world. Awesome. I love that. And then lastly, what is one tool that you swear by that is making the difference in your own business as you make the move to millions? Like a physical tool or a tool tool? It's open on purpose. I've had people say meditation has been the most essential tool. I've had people say their calendar software has been the most tool. So any and anything in between meditation and your calendar. (laughs) If you said you could have only one thing that you do, access to one tool to build a business, I would say meditation because working at the level of energy in the field ultimately attracts everything else. Yeah, I totally, totally agree. I just want to thank you again for being here, Eric. I hope every single person who's listened to this episode, you have just gotten your whole life. And like I said, we will put all of Eric's contact information in the show notes so you can reach out to him and learn more about the work that he's doing, especially if you'd like him to help you get into the field and really live into your feelings. Because again, your feelings are going to govern the universe and what actually shows up in your life experience. So I want to thank you guys for hanging out with us and we'll see you next time. Take care. Okay, so let me know what you're thinking here. I know that conversation was probably a little bit different than you're used to, But can I just tell you, it's exactly what you need to know. As you know, we recently held our Move to Millions live event at the time of the recording of this episode. And I spent a lot of time talking about embodiment and the role it plays with bringing what you desire into view as quickly as possible. So I know that Eric is right on it. So many things that he said that were so powerful. Of course, my favorite quote again is that, Your feelings drive the universe. And part of the reason you don't have what you want is because you're not feeling into it, right? I loved when he said that there's basically two ways to go about doing a business. You can start a business to sell it and you'll likely be hollow as a person or you can start a business to fulfill a mission. He said the people that change the world are starting businesses that are mission driven and based on their highest purpose. Oh, I love that. And then, of course, he said, you get to decide, right? You have to decide every single day to clear the decks 
and often to do that through your own form of meditation or prayer, and then to get into alignment, to see yourself the way that God has always seen you, and from that place, operate inside of your life and inside of your business. We talked a little bit about the levels of being and how you really get to get to the next level just by being in the current level. I love that. I love that whatever it is you desire, you're desiring it from your vantage point. And as you start to go to your next level, you start to up-level your consciousness about what's possible for you, your desire begins to change, right? We talked about the scenario of it being a Ferrari and this desire for this Ferrari until you get to the point where you can have the Ferrari and you realize you really want a Bentley because you're constantly evolving. Every time you sit in the power of being, you become the next version of yourself. And I'm just here to tell you that the move to millions is far more about these principles than it is about the strategy. I mean, don't get me wrong. Yes, there will have to be marketing and there will be sales, but operating from who you are and were created to be even as you do that marketing and sales becomes an accelerant for those that you truly desire to come into your business, to pay you great money, and ultimately to increase the amount of revenue that you see that gets you closer to that million dollar mark. He said that the outcomes we desire now are based on our current levels and our current perspectives. So just be open to the fact that what you think you want, you're not really going to want when you get to the level where you could actually have it. I'm going to just let that one breathe for a second. And then this is an oldie but a goodie that life is a journey, not a destination. You'll never arrive. You'll always be becoming, which I just think is really, really exciting. And lastly, I loved when Eric talked about the fact that desiring to go to your next level already puts you in the top 1%. So I just want you to celebrate yourself because you are already a one percenter. I am so excited that I got to share this conversation with Eric with you. And I know that your life has the potential to change as you continue to live into being the current and best version of yourself. So if you enjoyed our conversation and you want to connect directly with Eric, you want to make sure you check out the show notes. We'll give you a link to how you can connect with him. And then I just want to remind you to make sure that you leave us rating and a review on this podcast. If it's changing your life, if it's changing your perspective, if it's opening you up to be who it is that God created you to be, then I invite you to rate and review this podcast. And until we meet again, just know that you have everything you need right now to make the move to millions. I'll see you next time. Take care. Thank you for joining me for the Move to Millions podcast. The way I see it, you deserve a business that generates millions. If you're ready to get started, grab our Move to Millions quick start guide and join our online community at movetomillionsgroup.com. If you enjoyed our time together, do yourself a favor, head on over to iTunes, subscribe, rate, and leave us a review. Until next time, remember, millions are your birthright. And to access them, all you have to do is move. I'll see you next time. Take care.